0: Welcome to Leadership Conversations by Nick Johnson, The Untold Secrets of the C-Suite. I am speaking with industry leaders on hot and trendy topics. Enjoy the podcast. Today we have with us, like Najit uh, Patnaik. He's the Senior Director and Head of Rise and Sustainability at the Center of Excellence at SAP Asia. He will talk to us today about the path to intelligent and sustainable enterprises. lagnajeet a warm welcome to you. How are you today?
1: Fantastic. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be here. Thank you so much.
0: Well, it's a big topic we're going to cover today in a couple of minutes. I'm looking forward to hear all about it. But first of everything, please introduce yourself.
1: Uh, yeah you did the title so i am based in singapore sunny singapore i'm originally from india last 15 years working on cloud erp transformation projects uh, being with high tech and enterprise technology to be precise but now i lead a you know center of excellence which primarily focuses on digital transformation and sustainability within asia pacific
0: for sap okay fantastic and when we what are you referring to when you say the path to intelligent and sustainable enterprises what do you mean with this
1: yeah so i think um, so uh, because of my background see i have been uh, with the uh, the enterprise resource planning systems and we sort of work with companies to help them digitize their their processes digitize their operations with the help of enterprise tech and uh, i work for a company which has 40 years of experience in doing that what we have seen is the focus for companies and businesses, when they look at digital transformation has always been around two things, right? So they look at process efficiency, and they look at, uh, uh, you know, productivity gains. So these two have been always kind of their uh, Bible when it comes to getting anything out of technology. But last two years, you know, what we have seen, especially during the pandemic is the organizations and businesses across industries, they're looking at new attributes. So they're looking at, for example, what we call resiliency now, which is, you know, if you take a look at how supply chains were disrupted, procurements was disrupted, companies now need to have more resilience inside their operations. So the ability to to react into volatile situation is something that we see uh, quite dominantly. Second thing, you talked about the intelligent part of it. So for me, what that does that mean is, um, it's not just enough to use business intelligence systems to look at historical data, analyze that data, and come up with you know patterns. It's really about predicting the future with the help of data. So that is what we refer to as when it comes to intelligence. So the how do you uh, make use of all the technologies you know uh, which are available to you right now? For example, machine learning, um, in AI, artificial intelligence. How do you embed these? technologies inside your core business processes and then you not just analyze but predict. So that's the intelligent part. So resilience, intelligence and the third thing I would say uh, what is dominant is sustainability which is very, very important Um, and the pandemic has exposed that uh, never like never before. So consumers are more conscious what they want to buy, they want to buy sustainable products there are regulatory pressures, there are government and compliance pressures which are forcing ESG um, you know, compliance for example. So sustainability is another topic that every CEO, every CFO is now looking at it inside the boardroom, it's no longer relegated to a CSR topic. So for us, the intelligent and sustainable enterprise are all those capabilities that organizations need to have around making their processes and their operations more resilient more intelligent and more sustainable
0: okay got it and then lunch and why should companies spend resources on this
1: um yeah i think i i kind of mentioned uh, this that you know i feel that you know and we all agree a business as usual is over right so uh, we have seen basically that uh, during the pandemic how disruptions can actually cause massive uh, challenges And at the same time you know there was this Glasgow COP26 summit which just happened in this year and we have seen uh, the actions around climate change has got highlighted everywhere uh, in 2020 and in 2021 so sustainability has become a boardroom topic right now and it is not just that you know companies have to do it for the better good of the society they also need to do it for their own uh, you know business profitability so we call it profits and purpose. So that's coming together right now. And whatever data seems to suggest, we see, for example, recently at SAP, we did a survey with uh, CXOs in Asia Pacific. And we found that those CXOs, uh, where they have a stronger sustainability focus into their operations, their ESG performance is very strong. They also have a direct correlation with their financial performance. So these two ESG performance and financial performance are very, very strongly related. So it's no longer just the right thing to do when it comes to sustainability, but it's also the right thing to do for the business. And the key is to link these two profitability and the purpose together. So that's why it is so overarchingly important. Yeah. And also, I feel that uh, besides the financial performance, it's also about your employees. You know, As a company now, employees are in the millennials, they want to join organizations whom they consider as more sustainable, more ethical, where they see more diversity, more inclusion. So it's about your customers, it's about your financial performance. It's also about your own workforce. So these are the reasons which is making it so imperative for companies and businesses to embrace becoming more and more sustainable enterprise.
0: Right. And and I like the fact that you say they should be linked back to the purpose because we see too much greenwashing going on also, I think, these days. And, so how could then companies become more sustainable and do it in this right way, should we call it, by linking it all back to the purpose of the business?
1: Great question, Nick. And I think many companies uh, uh, struggle with this. Uh, you know, In my day-to-day work, I'm regularly talking to different you know, organizations across the board. And one thing that stands out is everybody is now aware about their need to becoming more sustainable, and embedding sustainability into their operations but the challenge that they all face is you know where to start and how to go about it so it's really the question of not so much so the why it's actually about the how part of it right and i would kind of uh, put it in three uh, pillars right so i think it all starts with uh, my getting visibility and baselining your own operations around uh, how sustainable they are today right so most of the challenge is about getting that visibility into your processes into your operations and this is where the data transparency becomes so important so fundamentally the first thing to do is to really have that strong foundational data transparency which gives you insight into your core processes If, if it is your enterprise processes like finance like procurement like manufacturing distribution uh, how is your value chain looking like? Is your value chain sustainable? How is your scope one, scope two, scope three emissions? How is your you know HR processes? So that is the first pillar having that transparency visibility based on data. The second point is once you have all of that insight, how do you convert that insight into actionable business processes? Or how do you basically optimize redesign your business processes to make it more sustainable based on these insights? And this is where I feel that, uh, you know, especially, you know, when it look at things like decarbonization, uh, the business process uh, optimization around things like procurement, supply chain, logistics and distribution is so critical. Once you get that insight, you need to redesign your supply chain networks. You need to optimize your transportation, your warehousing. So the ability to do that at speed is very, very critical. And then the third thing is basically sustainability is a team sport, and sustainability does not happen in isolation of your partners. It is not inside just the four walls of your own supplier, of your own organization. You'll have to extend the value chain to cover your business partners, to cover your suppliers, your customers. And now, when you look at scope three emissions, for example, you know, we can't think about it unless our entire supplier network is basically more sustainable. So how do you take all of the good things that you are doing within your organization and start to extend that beyond the four walls and extending it across the value chain is the third step. So, yeah. So for me, these are the three things I can think of data transparency, um, you know, getting business process optimization based on that insight and finally extending it uh, to the extended value chain beyond your organization.
0: Okay, well, thanks for clarifying that. And indeed, I hope that many of our listeners are uh, here with us today and that they will pick you up on this. So very inspiring indeed and a high uh, importance topic at the moment. Thank you so much, like did, for enlightening us today.
1: Thank you, Nick. It was my pleasure and look forward to many more such sessions. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Leadership Conversations by Nick Johnson, The Untold Secrets of the C-Suite. To listen to more episodes, please follow me on LinkedIn, Spotify, or any of my other channels. Thank you.